we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And today we are inside of the ACE Center at Hermitage. Shout out to the wonderful folks at the A Center for allowing us to borrow one of their conference rooms to talk to another guest here today. Got another guest as we do every single episode for your listening pleasure to learn a little bit more about the world of work and everything that goes along with it. But before we get to the guest, I want to remind you to check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check us out, HenricoCTE.com. Make sure you check that out. Check out the website there. You can find information on things like Summer Polytech which is now open for registration as we speak. I believe the airing of this will, is actually on May 4th. So yeah. may the 4th be with you. There you go. Like, okay, the Star Wars fans will get yes. it. Okay, the Star Wars fans. The two in the room. The two, the two in the room. <laughs> maybe three. Or maybe oh, three. Yeah, we got a nod, Mike. We oh, got a nod. Okay. We are not alone <laughs> in our love of Star Wars. But seriously, guys, go check out HenricoCTE.com. Find information about uh, career technical education in Henrico County. And summer programs like Summer Polytech, again, which is now open for registration for rising 6th graders through 11th graders. The link is on the website. The link is on the website. The link to registration is right there on the website. All right. So, uh, Mike, tell them where else they can find the podcast. You can find our podcast on any of your uh, major or minor podcast venues, such as Spotify, Google, uh, Apple, and many, many, many more. We're actually up to uh, our 27th country now has picked us up um so definitely uh you've um when you're listening you're part of an international audience I'm part of an international audience and now when i mention the times on the episodes i have to say time zone now yeah <laughs> that makes me feel a little important a little bit more important than i should mike i'm gonna be honest with you dude i hope they know that we're you know not in the same zone well it, sh- it shows that we appreciate them though right? yes you know exactly. i gotta tell them eastern yes if, you know just in case they're not on the East Coach. Which all those countries, too many to mention. We <laughs> love you or not. We love you all. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. All right, guys. Let's get to our guest here from Henrico Fire, medical transport technician, a graduate of the ACE Center at Hermitage, Miss Caitlin Schmidt. How are you doing today, Miss Caitlin Schmidt? I'm good. Good. I'm glad to have you here. She's Yo. trying to figure out when she can start talking. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mike, see, we're doing it again, man. We are talking way 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 too much she, so star- she started three times <laughs> so <and> caitlin, <laughs> she really did though. so so caitlin when you uh when you got here did you did you remember everything you remember where everything was uh, it's been a minute since you've been back in this building hasn't it what's it feel like i did um i remembered everything which was super nice it feels a little weird being back but also really cool to see that everybody's still doing the a center and stuff because yeah we're still trying to put out uh put out quality uh young folks into quality positions much like uh, where you are now with Henrico Fire. We'll get into that later. But what was the weirdest part about coming back for you? Seeing my teacher. <laughs> oh, you saw, <laughs> you, did you see Miss Chandler? I did. I did. Oh, when I was driving in, she was teaching the class. So, okay. Oh, cool. All right. So, uh, Miss Chandler, favorite moment from Miss Chandler's class and uh, nicest thing you could say about Miss Chandler that we can share with her on the sound bite here. Favorite thing? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I had a class full of goofballs. <laughs> I, so you know, I feel like for some reason, like, I feel like she makes fit it in. Fun. That's got to make it fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. Miss um, Chandler's overall just a really great teacher, so I couldn't have asked for better. Yeah, and it seems like she kept you guys pretty busy in that class as well. I mean, I came in. I might have actually. Did you have? Were you in class with 
with Spencer? You weren't in class with Spencer. No, he was in the morning class. He was in the morning okay. class. Okay, so yeah, I think I've come in a couple times where you guys have actually had Enrico Fire in there, and uh, they Spencer had Spencer being one of the, the students we've uh, interviewed. Yes, yeah, in Spencer last year. Did, yeah, good note to make right there, yeah. Mike. Spencer being one of the students that we actually have had on there. We actually had Spencer on, uh, and his parents on yep. to talk about his experience in sports medicine and in EMT. He was at he was in EMT um, at that time, but. You guys actually had a whole bunch going on on one of those. What do you guys call? What, what did you call them? Like activity days, I guess they were called. Skills days. Skills days. I remember oh, yeah. skills days. And the, talk to us about that. It was one where it's like the the dummy had all this stuff on it or something like that. It was like so we have like little fake like guts hanging out and stuff like that oh that we can goodness. put on the dummies and fake blood. It was always fun. We were always getting messy and everything <laughs> else. I don't know. I think that stuff is super cool. Yeah, me. <laughs> I got lightheaded, Mike. I'm like, I'm sitting there. Really? Just like, oh, my goodness. Look at this. Kind of like we were in the, in the bucket on the uh, fire truck that time. Which is also Henrico Fire related as yes. well, ironically, ironically. We were at the not. Academy. All right. So. You didn't like that, did you? I did not like that at all. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Mike quit rocking it. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. He's up there rocking it, uh, Caitlin. <laughs> if you had the opportunity to ride up there in one of those buckets on the, the bucket the truck. The ladder truck. Ladder I truck. have not, but I always watch them in the mornings whenever I'm at a particular station. They'll test everything. And it's super cool watching them. Awesome. What what station are you stationed at right now? So I do three different stations. We have three different BLS trucks. One is at Laburnum and 360, which is station number seven. Uh, the one in Coyacasin, station nine. And then the one in Highland Springs, which is station three. But we don't typically stay there. We sometimes just move to station six, which is just further down Laburnum. Okay. All right. And you said something that I want to clarify for the audience. You said BLS. What does BLS mean? And... How does that differ from maybe other ambulances? So Henrico County actually has two different ambulances. One is with like on the actual fire department side that you go through fire academy for. And that's our medic unit, which is an ALS unit. So there's a paramedic one there and an EMT where the ones that I staff are just two EMTs. So they're BLS, basic life support, where ALS is advanced life support. Gotcha. Okay. BA, really, really easy stuff for folk like me to remember. <laughs> All right. So, Caitlin, let's take it back a little bit here and talk about before you got into the class, before you knew about EMT, what brought, what brought this program to your attention and what made you want to take this class? I, since I was little, I have always wanted to be somewhere in the medical field. Growing up, I was like, oh, I want to be a doctor. Like, that's super cool. And then I grew up and I was like, that's a lot of school. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I like school, but I'm not. Yeah. School hours plus you know, the work didn't really even out for you. And that's all right. You know, it seems like you were able to find your, your spot. Uh, what, what brought this class to your attention? Um, tenth grade year, I started, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, but my schedule was already full. So I waited till my 11th grade year to actually dig into what I wanted to do, um, discovered the ACE Center, had some friends that went through it. And from there, I was like, that's where I want to be. So I worked my hardest to get into the ACE Center and just fell in love with it from the start. Well, it's great that the EMT is a one-year program so that, you know, means that you, you didn't start till the 11th grade. You still had an option. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. you, you still had an option. So you, uh, you said you had some friends that went through the class. What were, what were your friends' reviews of the class prior to you joining, of course? They they liked it. They enjoyed it. Um, some of them, it was a different teacher before. Right. Um, so these they also had taken EMT? They yep. had. Okay. Yep. Um, I had one of them in particular that took it. He was like, you know, you just got to be prepared to work hard. You're going to go in there. You're thinking it's fun and games the first day, but you've got you've to actually put your head to the book. Like, it's not just going to automatically happen. 
Yeah, and again, I mentioned coming in on those skills days. You guys have like a whole sheet of things in order to get the certification that you have to remember, a whole set of steps uh, that you have to remember. So what would you say was the most difficult part about being in that class and how were you able to overcome those difficulties? Um, so my hardest thing was studying. Like you have to study. Doing skills days was super easy because I'm a hands-on learner. So it kind of leads you to like, oh, hands-on, you just work through it. And then when you go and take the test next week or whatever, you just think back, oh, in your head, this is, this is what I was doing. Like, you know, right. um, it made it a little bit easier doing those skills days. Right. So you kind of had to visualize it in your head and bring yourself back yeah. to that moment. There you go. Some advice for those visual learners out there like well, myself. Well, the, ni- the nice thing about it is that the certification that she's training for and learning hands on. Yes. And taking the test is a nationally recognized certification. So it's that's something that you've already experienced. It's, we're going to get to that here in, in a minute, but it enabled you to get the job that you have today. So, you know, parents have to be involved in a lot of the decisions that you guys make uh, when you are in high school. How involved were your parents, would you say, in uh, your decision to take an EMT course, parents or guardian, in the decision to take an EMT course? My mom was very supportive. She pretty much wanted whatever I wanted. She said, as long as you're happy, you know, go do it. Just stood by my side and pushed me to do my best. All right. Did you have any... uh? Any family in the medical field? Maybe maybe some inspiration from a younger age from those family members? I do. One of my cousins actually works for Louisa County. Oh, okay. Um, so I talked to him a lot about it. And I was like, hey, you know, like, this is what I want to do, but I don't know if it's right for me. Um, they, they were EMT also? Yes, he okay. is. He's an EMT, uh, Louisa County Fire Department. Um, so I just sat there and talked to him maybe like three weeks about it. Like, And he was like, well... This is kind of what you're going to see. This is kind of what you're going to do. Like, you know, and it was really reassuring to know that, hey, he supports me, too. And then I had some other people in the police department and stuff, too. So, OK. All right. Cool. Uh, so what was the best biggest piece of advice he gave you uh, coming into the course? If you can remember that you can't save everybody, but make the difference in everybody's life. Yeah, so no matter what you come across, just be that happy person. Yeah, when you when you think about it and the, the, the types of situations that you're dealing with, I mean, that can be pretty traumatic. Even though you're the professional, you're the one that's been trained. They yeah. can train you all all day long, you know, for years. But there's until you experience a lot of these things, yeah, you get to reflect back on your training. But at the same time, it's great that you had somebody to sit there and give you the front, you know, something to, to think about. about. It, you know, yeah, and, and to tell you, you know, oh, it's not all that's going to be, you know fun stuff it's it's a lot of really serious stuff and what what you're doing there's a lot of people out there in the Chris they're never going to experience these types of things that you are already starting to do yeah yeah and you had to have some expectation of that coming in so how were you able to knowing that you won't be able to save everybody how were you able to deal with that and still say you know what this is a pretty good job for me to to take up I'm not gonna lie sometimes I do battle with it like you know it's just one of those things but to know that I can come to work and that the people that I see aren't really having the best day. I mean, they're going to the hospital. Nobody chooses to go. Right. Um, and just to be that sunshine that they see for a little bit, um, it gets me through my day for sure. Yeah. And, and, and you, you got to be making an impact, though, because a lot of those people, you know, they, they wouldn't make it without the contact of, of EMTs and those po- those paramedics and them EMTs on, on those ambulances. So you guys are really out there um, saving lives. Right, and when they're the going to be first on the scene yeah. in many cases, and 
they're for whatever their particular issue is they're stressed out they're in pain whatever's they're dealing with right now and to have somebody come in with a calming voice and and yeah. say don't worry things aren't as bad as you think it is or or what you're you're not just helping them physically mentally at the same time and you know there's a lot involved in that too i'm sure yeah yeah and you might not be able to save all the lives but you can save some of those lives and i'm sure those lives that have been saved by you guys actions never forget it all right let's take it back to your school days how would you describe your experience in the classroom that one good year you guys had with miss chandler which is an awesome teacher by the way um it was in the very beginning i was very nervous yeah <laughs> um when it and it like what am i doing <laughs> Um, but it was definitely something I would never forget. It was a lot of fun. You build memories and friendships and you're kind of like one big family when you walk in there. Right. And it's really nice knowing that, you know, these are the people that I could possibly be working with in the next year or so. Let's talk about, uh, <laughs> let's talk about, you said you, you thought maybe someday you'd run into some of these folks. You could be working with some of these folks out in the actual field. Have that, has that actually happened to you? Have you run in, into anybody from your EMT class? So from the afternoon class that I was part of, I think I was the only person that tested out Okay. and who actually wanted to do this. A lot of them had done nursing or the CNA prior to it and okay. wanted to go to school for something completely different. Um, but as we were talking about Spencer earlier, I did run into him. Oh, nice. Um, he was working for AMR, which is a medical transport company. Um, and we talked and um, he was like, yeah, whenever they open back up the positions for the job that I currently do, he wants to apply. So it was, it was super cool just sitting there talking to him about what I do and stuff. Oh, that's cool that you caught up with Spencer. We're going to have to catch up with Spencer ourselves. You see know, see how see he's what, doing. What Spencer's got going on. Yeah. When there's a, st- a student that hasn't gone through the A Center, you know, and they're just doing the regular high school years, how would you describe the difference between the two? It's because it should be a huge difference. So wh- how would you describe the difference? Um, the high school part of it is – a lot of like your basic learning, math, science, social studies, whatever. Um, nothing really interesting in my opinion. Right. Um, where the ACE Center has so many things that are like that stepping stone to where you want to be in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. You just got to figure out which stepping stone you want to take. It's a lot of fun. You do interact with some of the other tech centers. Uh, we did a few days down in the criminal justice, learning what they do and they were learning what we do. And then you also do days like skills days where you're not really learning anything out of a book. You're not taking a test. You're just interacting with everybody, going over what you have learned in the past, applying it, um, and figuring out what you need to work more on so you can pass your next test. Absolutely. Did you get to um, do the ride-alongs with the Henrico Fire? I did. You did? How quickly before you were able to get in on, on that from when you first from you started from the beginning of the year? Um, I think it was a couple months in. Um, I want to say they started in January mm-hmm. after I had already been in there since September. Mm-hmm. Um, you well, just had to have some things done first. And this, right. is, this is after like yeah. the skills, like they're doing skill days all while you guys are able to ride along. How yes. does that work? Okay. Yep. What, what were your experience? What was your first experience? Like you have a, anything that happened that like, oh my gosh, I had no idea this is what this was going to be. I was pretty much the white cloud of the class, so nothing bad happened on the calls that I was going on. Really? Well, what about your fellow students? Did yeah. they have us? Did they uh, let you know of some, an experience they had that was uh, amazing or not an amazing, but uh, <laughs> interesting? I, maybe. Interesting. Yeah, that's a wrong I word. Say yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that their most interesting call was 
probably something along a car accident mm-hmm. um with maybe an entrapment so the fire department has to come and cut the person out mm-hmm. but other than that i think we all had pretty easy ride-alongs okay when you say ride along, so what does that mean? Like, uh, what what does a typical ride along look like? So you're going to the fire department, you know, a couple hours after they've been on shift. Um, I want to say we were there for 12 hours, but I'm not 100% sure about that part. And you've got the paramedic and you've got the EMT up front and you're sitting in the back. And if they get a patient, you're in the back with them, like learning and doing stuff. We had to make at least 10 patient contacts throughout our ride alongs. So, I mean, we did, I think it was four or five different ride-alongs mm-hmm. okay um so i mean there, there was plenty of opportunity to get everything you needed done wow four or five ride-alongs and you made 10 patient contacts which, uh, which i assume is you know seeing actual patients mm-hmm. being assisted by uh, the emt or paramedic tour combination of both is that a requirement as part of the certification that you had to have those you, you mentioned that as a that was a number you had to have yes so okay. you had to have about 10 patient contacts um, in order to like proceed on to the next part of the class. Yeah. Cause I mean that again, that, that's showing the importance of these programs and the, all these different classes. It's not just a circumstance of where they're doing hands-on learning. They're actually getting real life experiences in this particular yeah. program. And, and, and it's a requirement to get to the next level. I mean, what, what better experience than to actually ride along with, uh, oh, yeah. or paramedics in yeah, the I back mean, of an ambulance. Like I remember back in the day I got to do ride along with police officers. Oh, did a friend you? of mine was a police, police officer and I got to ride with him and I had no idea what kind of work he had to do. <laughs> Holy <laughs> moly. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's rough out there. Sometimes it's an interesting job that first responders have. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are certainly, uh, happy that they're out there willing willing to do it for all right guys yeah. we are speaking with him Rico fire medical transport technician caitlin smith and a center emt graduate also <laughs> coming back uh for the first time is your first time back here at hermitage since this is actually my second oh, okay. so miss chandler reached out to me a month or so ago and had me help with a skills day on a it was on a saturday oh cool um so i was out there helping so her other classes learn about stuff. So what, is, what did you do that day with, with helping with the students? What did you get to do? So they were just starting to learn how to move patients and work the equipment. Mm-hmm. So I got to be a patient, and I got to be tossed around by them and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I've been in there where they've had the – they strap them to the, to the backboard. They did that. And then they flip you over. They did that You're to me. You're face down looking at the floor. That has got to – I mean, oh, my gosh. Was, was that nerve-wracking don't, for you? Don't drop me. Don't drop me. Like, it was very <laughs> – Or were you nerve- teaching from the backboard like, hey, don't do that, dude. Do <laughs> it was very nerve-wracking because I saw what we went through with my class. <laughs> um, and what was that? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I know how we treated our fellow <laughs> classmates. Right, exactly. What are they going to do to me? <laughs> but Miss Chandler always makes sure we're strapped in super tight so Absolutely. we don't go anywhere. So. Oh. oh, no. I've, I've been in uh, Miss Chandler's <laughs> class, and, and she is about. Oh, yeah. About it's all about safety. Safety, the playbook, and all that. So you earned a C- uh, an EMT certification. How did that help you earn your job within Rico Fire? Basically, how important is that certification to, to getting a job, like in something that you do? It is very important, at least for the BLS trucks. It's a requirement, you know, to have that so you can just do like a precepting, which is kind of like a ride along too, except you're the one filling out more of the paperwork. Okay. Oh, there's a lot of paperwork involved? There's paperwork involved. Paperwork. There's paperwork, always paperwork, paperwork involved. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Try your best not to make a mistake. Yes. Though, right? But for the fire side, they actually put you through. I mean, to have it already, it's already like a one up for them. Um, but they're still going to put you through a course, refresh your, ma- 
your brain <laughs> and um get you recertified too so okay uh, so what would you say it was the hardest part about the emt certification and how were you able to overcome that the hardest part was probably actually going to take the written part okay um i actually ended up taking mine twice so there's two parts so you have a you skills have a, part and then a written part okay yes okay. um skills part super easy just like you do in class um and then the written part's kind of like all your tests throughout the year crammed into one mm -hmm. okay so what advice can you give somebody to be successful if they are more of a hands-on person who may not have an issue with the skills portion but may struggle a little bit when it comes to that written section take notes notes study notes. Take notes. Um, throughout class, I just scribble things down real quick. Then I go home and I make them all pretty, you know. <laughs> um, Whatever works, right? Yeah. Flashcards. Flashcards were my best friend throughout oh. high school. Caitlin did that. The oh, flashcards I, I, thing. Yeah. I remember Super helping easy. her with that. She did. She loved doing the flashcards for memorization stuff. Right. So the advice is basically. Study, notes, and flashcards. Study, notes, and flashcards for hands-on folks. So, In other words, don't think this is going to be easy. Well, you know, you know what I hear? Because it's, it's, it's not important. If it was easy, it yeah. would be important. Man, yeah, this is a, this is an important job that you guys do. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, you got to take it. You got to take it. You got to take all uh, of seriously. them seriously. Because the, these are decisions that you're making that your, your plan is that this is going to affect you from here on out. Yes. Whether this is to find out, is this the career track I want to go to? Um, is this what I want to do the rest of my life? Is this something that, well, it was interesting to know, but now that I know this, I want to do something just outside of that or something completely different. You know, it's, it's that all these things have to be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, this is about your future and you're planning to get ready for that. And, you know, even we say this all the time, Mike and Caitlin, this is what we say, that even if you find out that you do not want to do something you know, with your EMT certification, at least you have that knowledge, right? Yeah. I'm sure there's been moments, and if you don't mind sharing, in your personal life where your knowledge of EMT has absolutely helped you out. It has, um, especially lately. Uh, my grandpa was in the hospital for a heart attack. Oh, so, no. And I live 30 minutes away from where they do now. So, I mean, I've been sitting with him at night and stuff, being that person that knows a little bit of medicine mm -hmm. um, and the person that, my family comes to and asks questions and I'm like, okay, well, I can't really answer that. You need to talk to his nurse or I can give them a little bit of information that I know. Um, so knowing something in the medical field is actually a little bit more helpful when things happen. When things happen <laughs> like that and, and uh, hopefully your, your grandfather uh, makes a makes a full recovery. He is doing good. Um, yeah, he's back home now with a pacemaker and everything. So. Okay. All right. So glad he's, he's back home and comfortable. Yep. And uh, watching his favorite shows. I'm sure he has some shows that Oh, he, he is. And he doing enjoys. little Sudoku puzzles. Oh, <laughs> Sudoku puzzles, man. That is something uh, that I, I used to work at UCOPS. And uh, that was a hoot, a hoot with the uh, more seasoned generation. A hoot. A hoot. With the more really? <laughs> I thought you were younger a than hoot. that. I had to say hoot because <laughs> of what I was describing, Mike. All right, all right. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you got your EMT certification. <laughs> what was that first day like for you? You mentioned you were nervous, you know, coming into the EMT class. Were you nervous coming into your first day of work, and how were you able to overcome those nerves? So my first actual day of work was that with that medical transport company. I was there for maybe a couple months until this position opened. I was very nervous in the beginning, you know, I, but I worked with some really cool people who were like, hey, you know, try your best. Like, medical transport is definitely nothing like what I do now. Okay. <laughs> um, no, explain what exactly is medical transport? So it depends which 
transport company you work for, some mm-hmm. will do 911 calls. Right. But some strictly do, hey, I'm taking this patient by stretcher to the hospital for a doctor's appointment. Or I'm taking them to a dialysis center. Um, so it's pretty routine. Right. Um, but where I work now, my first day was very nerve-wracking but very different because I started right when Rona hit. Oh, yeah. wow, yeah. That, so yeah. that was... Uh, that it was, was uh, interesting. So it was the first few months of doing behind the scenes work. Mm-hmm. So we were calling, we were calling um, <laughs> different places, trying to figure out things like how many people live there and stuff like that. Just and also trying different things throughout the fire department, helping them with stuff. Um, so it was really cool to see things happening on the back burner. Um, and then after that, we went to precepting at a fire department for a month or a fire station for a month. When you say precepting, what, what does that mean? It's kind of like what we did for our ride-alongs. Like, you know, you're the third person on the unit. Gotcha. Um, except this one, like, they give you a little more lenience, and you can be your own person and help this person the way that you would do it. Right. Um, you just have somebody watching you the entire time, pretty much. Okay. Kind of creepy. But <laughs> <laughs> um, that depends on how you look at it right now. <laughs> but, yeah. But then you uh, you do most of your paperwork that for that person. Unlike with your ride-alongs, you did, like, fake paperwork okay okay would be paperwork gotcha yeah so you so said uh you, the two jobs the medical transport company versus what you're doing now are different can you compare the two for me the medical transport was very routine i knew what my day was going to consist of i knew who i was going to see that day um from the very start of work walking into work and it was the same every week where working with him right go you walk in and you know how it's going to be till eight o'clock. You know, you got to do your truck check. You've got to make sure all your stuff is in date. You got to update the computer and stuff like that. After that. It could be anything. It, it could be, be anything. anything. Okay. You so could be what, on a car accident. When to does your a day fall. start? When does your day start? You said till eight o'clock. So when does, does the day start for you? So I actually try to get there around 730. Gives okay. me about 30 minutes to get my truck ready, get myself ready, get some coffee. Um and then at eight we mark on um and then to mark back off on a mark out to decon the whole ambulance so you're cleaning it top to bottom from your previous day making sure you no germs yeah no germs (laughs) right um and then we go in service at 8 30 so we're ready for any call okay so when you had mentioned that you had you were just starting work right when the virus hit and that's gotta be because that wasn't that was brand new. It was it was Mike, nobody. I'm telling you, yeah, dude, no, nobody really. It had wasn't a just grasp. a situation where it was new to you. Yeah, everybody you were who had, was already working there, that Even you were the working with, it was folks. new for them too. So, I'm sure that was a little bit. That was kind of scary. I mean, because you couldn't turn to them because they were going. They didn't know either. <laughs> I'm sure new stuff was coming in. You know, new orders and new directives every day. Now we're going to do it. You know forget what we did yesterday this is what we're gonna do today yeah and it was it was a lot of that it was like hey this is what we did yesterday but i need you guys to do this today so i mean we were all just like ready to be like okay what do you need from us we're willing to help we're willing Mm -hmm. to do what we need to do even though this isn't quite what i signed up for yet right (laughs) we knew that yet was coming just didn't know when and nobody really knew when we were all just grateful that we were working somewhere so it was definitely a trial by fire right off the bat absolutely you know and absolutely and it's something that it's going to prove if this is what you're going to you know do you have the fortitude to push through and to to continue to do this and obviously you have yeah so there were four full-timers but this job was actually placed a year before we were hired with part-timers who worked at other 
firehouses and fire stations in other counties. Mm-hmm. So with us, it was like, okay, we don't want to put them out there quite yet. They haven't had all their training. So, I mean, like I said, it was really cool, though, working, like, behind the scenes to see how they were continuing to deal with the virus when it first started. Like, they were willing to help these nursing homes do things and willing to still help the public with certain things. Right. And so it was really cool to work behind the scenes of everything. Well, you mentioned uh, there's always, like, a team on the ambulance. So talk about that team aspect of being with EMTs or being with paramedics or a combination of the both and talk about how that's important. And talk about kind of like the relationship between you guys, right? I'm sure you guys have a good time together. Oh, yeah. So um, you're not always with the same person, which is always kind of fun because you hear about how they've been doing for a while. You know, you haven't seen them for a few weeks. Um, but you work as a team. You know, you know, each other ha- have their backs. Um, you're never going to go any- into anything blind. But also at the same time where you're working with that partner all day, you're also at a firehouse with several other people. <laughs> So you interact with the guys on the fire engine, the guys on the medic unit, um, and you pretty much just, like, you sit there as a family. Like, it's very family-oriented. It definitely has that vibe, you know, at least when you watch, like, TV shows or you see oh, yeah. EMTs or firefighters in the in the movies. It seems like everybody has, like, a really, really close-knit bond, and well, that appears to be true. they got to rely on it. I mean, I'm, just, I'm speaking from, I have a handful of friends that are mm-hmm. firemen and a few police officers, and it's all about... You got to have each other's back, and and you got that creates that closeness, that bond, and even when it's somebody that you, you meet another fireman, it's what the basic thing is. It's a brotherhood, where or sisterhood. It's it's a you family. run into somebody. It could be from across the country who's also doing a fireman or also a policeman, and there's this instant connection that you see. You see it when I'm standing off to the side and I see, oh, you know, you're wearing a fireman's T-shirt from where are you? Oh, oh, I'm Fairfax. I'm Richmond. I'm Henrico. And is, it's that, just, is that right, Caitlin? Is that really how it is? It is. Um, it is like a brotherhood. Like, you know, you get to know them. Like, I mean, your first month there, you're like, I don't know you. <laughs> um, we're in my position, though. The other three that I got hired with didn't really know a lot of people. One of them did volunteer work, but the other two were like, I don't know anybody. Where when I got put out there, I was like, okay, I know you from Ace Center, and I know you, you came and taught, and everything like that. So it was kind of like reassuring to know that, hey, I know these people, they know me, they remember me, so they know how I work and how I think. Oh, wow. So you mean you actually saw some of the EMT and firefighters that came out to the classroom? Yeah, and I work with them, some of them on a daily basis, too. Really? So <laughs> it's super cool. I can, I can imagine, because... Uh, it, Imagine the comfort level that's built there, right? Oh, like yeah. When you, have to, when you have to ask a question, you know what I mean? They know exactly where you came from, and I guess you feel a little bit more comfortable com- confiding in them. I went to them to ask the question. Like, the <laughs> ones that I know, I'm like, yeah. I don't really know you yet, so I'm going to go to you. <laughs> well, plus, the people that, you, you know, you're new coming in there, they need to be able to rely on you, too. So they're not going to want to create a wall between the new people and them. So they're going to try and get them in and so that and get to know them and them get to know each other. Because you've got to have that, again, you need that bond pretty quick because otherwise you, you can't depend on them. All right. Now I'm going to ask you to play favorites here, Caitlin. Oh, gosh. <laughs> who, was your, who was your favorite uh, presenter or Enrico Fire EMT person to come through and talk to your class or Ooh. do skills day with you? Oh, there's hands down one of my favorites, and a lot of people know that's my favorite. Okay. <laughs> Shout him out. Um, and it would be Buzz. Um, that's what we call him. Uh, <laughs> his last name's Kitchen. So he was definitely my favorite. He still is my favorite. And I run into him every once in a while, and he knows he's my favorite. So, <laughs> <laughs> What's so awesome about Buzz? 
he's very calm. He's like that calming voice Despite that you being need. named Buzz. Yes. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's why they called him Buzz. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, he is very calm uh, when it comes to things, and he knows how to take charge when he needs to. I'm not saying the other ones don't. Right. I still love you guys, but. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting in trouble here, Caitlin. I'm sorry. Just blame know, it on me. I was like, where are you going with blame this? Oh, you're going to get her in trouble. Yeah, there you go. Blame it on me. But no, he definitely was my favorite, and I definitely go to him with a lot of questions. Okay, that's cool. And, and, you know, that's one of the pluses, Mike, of us uh, and really Miss Chandler, EMT, uh, Mac Baton, our director, having these connections with actual businesses. Mm-hmm. Well, like Herico Fire, where we can make real world and classroom collide. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Caitlin's in here is reaping the benefits of that right now. Oh, yeah, exactly. The, the, the Those types of connections is what makes... A more successful, I think, it makes a more s- successful CTE department because, you know, it's not just about getting the students educated and trained and certified so that they can get out there if that's their desire to get out there in the world of work. And without these connections with these companies, the, whether it's a, one of the transport companies or an ambulance company or with Henrico County Fire, uh, without those connections, we can't finish the job. You know, right. we got them all trained. And then cut them loose, <laughs> no, and then they got to figure just, it out. If, yeah. You know, we don't want to. No, just no, no, no. We need to help them make those connections. Absolutely, we don't want to just send you out in, into the world and not knowing where you're going to go. Yeah, here's a certificate. Bye. So <laughs> let's talk. We'll about call you in a couple of years. <laughs> we'll call you. See how you're doing. So let's talk about that, Caitlin. How how comforting was it to know that you had skills that were marketable? It was very comforting to know that. Hey, I know how to do this. Not saying I still didn't need the reassurance that I knew what I was doing. Absolutely. But it was very nice to know that, hey, I've done this before. Um, Let me think back to how I did it and just kind of put what you know to the table. I mean, also, depending on what you did in school, sometimes those things tweak a little bit when you're outside in the field. Like, I mean, you can't always predict everything. Right. Now that you've had some time there with Henrico County and working with the medical unit, working with the firemen, any desire to move up you know or you're good where you're at or you know have you because of your interactions and, and what you've already done it's like you've got i'm sure there's an opportunity for you to, to advance is, is that something that you're thinking about we do the fireside hiring um december in december um and i was gonna apply for that but then i had a bunch of things happen so i do love my position right now but it is only a two-year contract being full-time mm-hmm. um so when December comes back around. I want to apply to the fireside and try to do that. That's great. Definitely want to. It's it's nice that that's uh, that's available to you, and I'm sure that there's going to be helping with the training and everything is going to go all along with that. So it's 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 you know, and already being there has got to be a um, uh, make it easier. All the guys went through all the testing and stuff, so you can go to them and be like, "Hey, what do I need to work on?" You know, and Mm -hmm. we do group workouts every once in a while, and they'll be like all right, we're going to kind of set this up how the physical test is, but not exactly. And you can see what you're strong at and what you're not. And well, it's nice that they help you out. So what's actually required to make that move? For the agility part, there's a lot of different things you got to do, like the stair stepper for a certain amount of time with a certain weight on you. Um, you got to pull hose um, and some other things. I can't really think a of them off the a lot of the stuff head. that we saw with the junior fire okay academy. that type yeah. Of yeah okay yeah pulling the hose seeing those those middle schoolers yeah. dragging those dragging hoses those around hoses. they're heavy yeah i mean if it is for somebody who's already an adult i mean 
what we saw with the, the, the juniors. And plus, the stair stepping, having to be able to climb stairs in a building because you don't have an elevator working, you know, um, being able to, I'm sure you had you have to do rappelling. And, and we saw a lot of different things. The kids didn't do rappelling. Not no, they that. did do rappelling. We saw the, we saw the, the firemen training. Yeah, the trainers. Because the, the, the kids are at the same place. Yeah. yeah. We've had you here for a minute. Let's talk about some advice. Uh, we mentioned a little bit of advice early on. What is some advice that you would give our current EMT students? Some of them might be signing on, on signing day that's coming up very soon after the airing of this podcast and moving to the world uh, of work. So what is some advice you would give them that maybe you wish you had coming out of EMT, uh, our EMT program? Um, definitely work hard every day. Even if you pass that test and you sign on somewhere, you never stop studying or learning. Um, so always, you know, keep your notes. Like, I always look back at them to this day like, oh, I can't remember that, but let me look. You never stop studying or, or learning, um, especially in the real world. Like, you learn new things every day. You have questions every day. Also, there are going to be hard calls that you go on and you question, hey, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? And you, I mean, you could be a, two years into it and get that one call that, you know, is like, no, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like, that really shakes you. you. Yeah, yeah, you just got to prepare yourself for what you're going to do for the rest of your life. It's definitely something that I've enjoyed doing and wouldn't change my mind about doing mm -hmm. but untried you'll never know yep. yes you, gotta you give it a shot. try yep. you're try trying it. it you're currently doing it to see if that's what you want to do yes always try new things yeah you're going to be nervous at first but it's always going to be exciting too and, and even on those hard calls we had that aspect of family that we were talking about i'm sure they helped you get through the hard calls oh, as yeah. well yeah when i was precepting we went to a call and they were like you don't have to go and i'm like no i need well, i, I want to go I i'm going to see it. all this eventually yeah. like you know mm -hmm. Um, that was brave of you. And the way. rest of that day, they were like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Like, you know, and my voice is a little voice crack thing. And they're like, no, you're not. And I'm like, I truly am. <laughs> but, but I bet you they have a lot of respect for you because you did do it. Besides going, oh, I don't have to go. I'll sit here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So will some advice for somebody who might be on the fence about taking the EMT program. You know what I mean? And you mentioned you were a little bit nervous coming in because you weren't sure if that was something you wanted to do. So what is it? What is some advice that you can give somebody who said, ah, maybe I will take EMT uh, next year? If you're thinking maybe, I would say do it. It's a lot cheaper than going through a college to do it because um, I've looked. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're going to save money in the long run. And if you, know, you want to drop it at any point, you can drop it. It's not going to hurt anything. So just do it. Yeah, give I mean, it a try. Yeah, give it a try. What would you say to parents, a, a parent of a student that's thinking about it or – the students maybe not on the fence, but the parent is. What would you tell a parent if they're wondering if this is the right thing for their student to, to want to do? My thing is be supportive. Um, that's all your kids are looking for. Just be supportive in what they want to do with their life, even though, hey, maybe you wanted them to be a lawyer or maybe you wanted them to be an electrician. Let them figure out what they want to do first. And I mean, they even got time. It, yeah, I mean, time later. they're only, what, 17, 18 mm -hmm. going into this. I mean. A lot of people don't know what they want to do for their life, so try it in high school. Some yeah. people don't know uh, how until many, 25 or yeah. after. <laughs> you got people graduating from college. I still don't know what I want to do. Caitlin, thank you so much, and shout out to Henrico Fire for allowing you to come out and, and hang out with us for a portion of your – well, it's your day off, isn't it? It is my day off. Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't matter. Well, but thank you, Henrico Fire. Anyway. <laughs> thank you anyway. Yeah, for, uh, for picking up Caitlin and taking such good care of Caitlin as she works on the, as a medical transport technician guys i want to remind you check us out on our social media facebook youtube twitter instagram all at the handle henrico cte 
Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find our podcast on all of your major and most minor podcast venues. Like, subscribe. Don't miss an episode. We're dropping one every other week. Every other week at 1130 a.m. Eastern. Eastern. Got to say that. Why, Mike? Uh, Because we have so many foreign countries that are listening to us right now. Internationally known. Internationally known. And I think everybody in those foreign countries are listening to us. Of course. Because we don't know. Of course. I'm just going to assume they're all listening. (laughs) Class half full, right, Mike? (laughs) Class half full. Yes, Tunisia just got added. So everybody in Tunisia are listening to us right now. I am sure. I am absolutely sure about that. I also (laughs) want to remind you guys, check out HumoRicoCTE.com. We do have that information up about Summer Polytech. It's open for registration for rising 6th through 11th graders. 6th. Almost messed me up right there. Six <laughs> through eleventh graders, guys. Make sure you guys uh, yo, don't yo miss out on the Sam yo over here. Sam. <laughs> like seriously, I don't know what happened. No, right that's there. Sylvester. I'm sorry, that's the cat. Oh yeah, with well, the tongue, I get, with I the fat get, tongue. I get, oh yeah, <laughs> we knew what you meant though. Yeah. All right, so but anyway though, summer polytech available for sixth through eleventh graders, rising sixth through eleventh graders. Get out there and maybe try uh, some EMT stuff. EMT is one of the programs that's available in summer polytech. And uh, you can find all that information again at HenricoCTE.com. Uh, all right, guys, that's it for us. For Caitlin Schmidt, for Mike Roberts, I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE Now. Until next time, so long, everyone. Uh-huh.